Hi everyone, welcome to my talk about women and health. My name is Tanya and I am the owner of Nutrition by Tanya and Fitness by Tanya and the TAP Tanya Improved Product Food Line. Today's topic is all about the challenges that specifically women have when it comes to eating healthy, managing to feed our families healthy food, um, dieting, exercising, just challenges that are unique to us specifically. So obviously I'm a woman myself. I also hear every single day, all day, all the challenges that women face. So I compiled compiled a list of the most common, um, I guess, challenges or issues that I hear about. And if there's anything that I did not cover, definitely reach out to me. I'll give the contact info at the end and I will be glad to cover it at a future time. So just a little background about myself. Uh, 15 years ago, I lost 50 pounds. That's five zero. And I have kept it off since, and that's with uh, four kids, C-sections, a crazy busy lifestyle. Um, I work very hard on it daily to keep it off. Um, I have 13 locations now. We are in a bunch of places in Brooklyn, in Deal, in Lakewood, even in Israel and in Florida. I also have a food line. We sell muffins and cookies and pizza and kugels and just we keep trying to add on more and more so you could definitely see all about that at the end i'll give you my contact information but what, what i'd like to do is just get to the specific issues that women face that men don't have or can't relate to as much so let me give you a little recap before i start the issues will be being busy being selfless emotional eating society and pressure and medical and health so let's break down each one, one by one. So let's talk about being busy. Women and people in general, but women especially, are busier than ever. So even with all the modern inventions and all the shortcuts we have available to us, we have dishwashers, we have microwaves, we can place phone orders for groceries, we have Uber Eats, um, we can buy cut up veggies, we can buy cut up fruits, we could buy marinated meats and just stick them in the oven, we could just get takeout, whatever it is, even with all the uh, inventions and all the new things with modern and modern inventions and all the shortcuts, it's still, we're still busy, super busy. So men are busy too, okay? I'm not taking that away. But when it comes to women, we're busy, but we, we also have other people to take care of. So we're busy with ourselves. We're busy with our kids. We're busy with our husbands. We're busy with work. Um, there was a national survey done a couple years ago that said that out of 1,000 women, 41% said that lack of time is the main reason that they overeat or don't like overeating healthy or don't like eating healthy. Sorry. 41% said that the other, it wasn't anything like 60% said something else that's more important. It was just random little reasons, but 41% named the same reason that they are busy. So I'm not getting to solutions yet. I'm just naming different things that apply to women. Um, the second thing that applies to women, and yes, I will say that women more than men, okay? I'm sorry if this offends any man listening, but women are definitely less selfish and more selfless than men. We're made that way. That's why we're able to have children, take care of children, um, you know, kiss boo-boos and wipe tears. It's just in our nature. We are just selfless. So how does that apply to dieting and health? It's just that a, a typical woman's mentality is everyone else comes first. I come last and everyone else comes first. So very often I'll hear a woman saying to me something like, um, you know, I made uh, Yankee's favorite dinner at five 
at, when he came home for five o'clock and Jack's favorite dinner for six. And then Shelly's five course meal that she really, really wanted and asked me for for seven. Then my husband got home from a business meeting at nine and I sat with him and gave him his favorite food. So it's all about others or she'll be busy doing chesed and cooking for this one and running to the hospital for that one. Or she's taking care of her married couple that she's cooking for and her elderly parents. Um, you know, very often an expression that I hear from women is I need a wife. A woman is saying I need a wife. What does she mean? She needs what her husband has, which is a wife to prepare the meals, to cook the meals, to encourage the healthy eating. Why does she need that? Because she can't not she can't, but she chooses not to do it for herself because everyone else comes first. So for this, I will say a couple of tips. One is I call it the diaper bag analogy. When you have a toddler or especially a baby, you never leave your house without a diaper bag. Like you wouldn't even go on a short trip without diapers and wipes and a bottle and toys and a passy or snacks for the kids, the toddlers. So why are you different? Why do I hear from women that they will go an entire day on errands or work and they didn't take a thing with them and they were starving and went to the vending machine or they went to the pizza store because they forgot to pack a healthy lunch? You would never do that if you were with your kids. And even when you take your kids to work with you, you don't take them without a food plan. So how come you go to work without a food plan? So for women who are organized and like things in a very um, neat, organized way, I tell them to treat their dieting or their health like a work project, literally. Like write it out, make an action plan, give yourself a deadline, even create generic shopping lists. What does that mean? That means that instead of every week thinking about what healthy foods do I need and starting a list from scratch, literally have a generic list of all the fruits, all the vegetables, all the proteins, whatever it is. Um, like we have one in our packets. If you email me, I will send you one gladly. And all you have to do is check if you're out of that item. So if veggie burgers is always your go-to protein and it's listed there, you don't have to break your head thinking of it. You could just kind of, you know, have it on there and check it off. Um, another way to um, get this done is to treat yourself the way you treat your family when it comes to food and health. Meaning many people tell me they have a freezer full of items that their family loves. Why not fill the freezer with things that you love or that you need to stay on track? For example, soups um, or even cut up veggies. I have some clients that Sunday is their only day off. So they will literally cut up every single vegetable into containers like this. All they have to do is mix it, um, whether it's for a salad or for a stir fry. Also, don't be afraid to take shortcuts. And that kind of ties into the busy one as well, where there's nothing wrong with buying um, uh, frozen vegetables and steaming them. There's nothing wrong with buying uh, pre-sliced fruits, pre-sliced vegetables, whatever it takes to make it happen. So yes, it does cost more money. Um, and yes, fresh is always best. But if it's not happening, it's not happening. You know the saying, the definition of uh, insanity is doing something over and over and expecting different results. Meaning if it's been weeks or months that you said you're going to cut up a fresh salad and it's not happening, give it up <laughs> and just do what it takes to make it happen. Even if it costs more money, even if you're sacrificing a little on the freshness, done is better than perfect. That's my other favorite line. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, when my kids have back to school shopping, it is my favorite time of year 
because I think I'm more excited than them. Like, I love new notebooks. I love colorful pens. I love themed loose leaves. It just makes me excited. So I tell people the same thing when it comes to your dieting. Like, get yourself a pretty food journal. Get yourself nice containers. You can make them color-coded. Um, they have all these cool water bottles on Amazon that, A, they remind you to drink water because, you know, they're huge and you just have to finish the bottle. And, B, some of them even have motivating messages like, you got this. You're halfway there. Keep hydrating yourself. So, Making something pretty um, and exciting will make it more likely to happen. You could even get yourself like a, a fridge bag. You know those bags that you take with you to work? A cool one. Um, like a funky one versus a boring one. Another thing is because we are not selfish and we are selfless, we don't like asking for help. We will help the world, but we don't like asking for help. So, you know kind of try to swallow that and just ask for help so whether it means asking your cleaning lady or your kids to cut up some vegetables for you prepare a salad for you you'll be amazed at there's two ways <laughs> well there's two ways to say this one is kids actually like helping and being involved in the kitchen I know some mothers don't let their kids in the kitchen but they actually sometimes like it and B is you can bribe them. So I hope my kids are not listening to this, but I actually bribe my kids, uh, the ones that are bribable. Like if I know that they want something, I'll say, okay, if you clean the downstairs after dinner for two weeks, you'll get it. So nothing wrong with bribing them. Okay, you want a new um, LOL doll or you want a new pair of shoes? Okay, you're going to have to make me salad for the next two weeks. You'll be surprised at how much uh, they'll do for some rewards. Um, another option is to have a diet buddy so this way it's not really asking for help you're kind of mutually helping each other so sometimes when we have on the plan two sisters or two best friends or two neighbors they they um share in the tasks it's kind of like carpool with food so on monday and wednesday you make me lunch and i'll make you dinner on tuesday and thursday you remind me to drink water and i'll remind you to drink water whatever it is a diet buddy also like i said before take those shortcuts and it's okay to spend money on yourself on the marinated stuff, on the pre-cut or peeled stuff. Checked lettuce. You know how many people tell me that they don't eat salad because they don't have time? Or that's what they say, they don't have time. But really the translation of that is I'm not important enough to check lettuce for myself. If my kids wanted it or my husband wanted, of course I would do it. If somebody needed it for chesed, a mother that's recovering after a baby, I would check all her lettuce. But for myself, nah, I'm not that important. So buy pre-checked lettuce. Okay, now the next topic, which is the most sensitive topic and could literally be a three-hour talk, and instead I'm going to talk about it for a few minutes, is emotional eating. Now, is it true that only women have emotional eating? Of course not. Men can also have emotional eating. But men express themselves differently, and for men it is more acceptable to be aggressive or let out their feelings or just leave you know um bedtime and dinner time let's admit it is very very stressful a lot of men are not home at that hour they're either praying or they are at work or they have a meeting or they're at the gym and women are the ones that are home during the most stressful time aside from that women are known to be more emotional women are also less likely to have other vices such as smoking gambling drinking um you know business vices whatever it is taking risks in business investing so for women one of the only vices is food um food is always there it's readily available 
Um, we need it to live. It's not like we have to, it's not like we can, you know, live without it. We need it. We need it to live. So it's always there. It's cheap. I mean, in comparison to other vices. So what is emotional eating? Just to define it, it's eating for any other reason than hunger. So if you're eating because you're hungry, that's not emotional eating. If you're eating because of any other reason, that is potentially emotional eating. Now, I'll just take a second to differentiate between emotional eating and an eating disorder. Just because someone is an emotional eater does not mean she has an eating disorder. So very often when I bring it up to a client, like I'll say to her, you know, it sounds like that was an emotional eating episode. She'll get offended or she'll get defensive and she'll say, no, 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 I don't have an eating disorder. And I'll say, no, of course you don't necessarily have an eating disorder, but you engaged in emotional eating, just like you can engage in anything else, fill in the blank. You can engage in an anger episode. You can engage in um, an activity. You engaged in emotional eating. So it's not embarrassing and it doesn't mean it's an eating disorder. So there is a term, it's called HALT, H-A-L-T, and it stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. HALT, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. So hungry, we mentioned that that's, you know, of course you should eat when you're hungry. Angry, lonely, tired, those are some emotions. I added my own to it, which is a B for bored. Sometimes people are bored. Now, how can we be bored? We just said that we're always busy. So bored doesn't mean you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs bored. Bored just means that there's nothing to do at the moment. And we're so used to doing everything at every moment that when we have that downtime, we're like, no one needs me right now. I don't need to be anywhere at this moment. Sometimes that translates into boredom and sometimes that translates into food. So if you think of a toddler, okay, when a toddler does not get what he or she wants, they have a tantrum, okay? So they're kicking, they're screaming, they want what they want, they're hitting the floor, right? And we, as mothers, we go to them and we pacify them and we calm them down and hopefully we figure out what they really want. Usually it wasn't even the object that they wanted. So when a person goes through an emotional eating episode, I call it an adult tantrum, okay? We're basically overgrown toddlers that didn't get what we wanted. Maybe the kids didn't listen, um... Maybe the kids didn't listen. Maybe um, our husband is not home yet and he promised he will be to help. Maybe we didn't get the grade that we wanted on a test that we took. Whatever it is, we didn't get what we wanted. So if we were a toddler, we'd be having a tantrum and our mommy would calm us down. But we're an adult and we're still having a tantrum, but there's no one there to calm us down except for food. Okay, I'll go back to this, so just keep this in mind. But I do want to cover some tips. So... My most important tip when it comes to this is to literally treat your kitchen like a danger zone past a certain hour, whatever that hour is for you, and leave. Just leave. Police lines do not cross. The kitchen is dangerous. Leave. Okay, so whatever that hour is for you, meaning some people have a lot of energy at night. They're fine. But the reason that nighttime is our dangerous zone is because we get very tired. And when you're tired and your defenses are down and you're not thinking clearly, you just can't make rational decisions. You're eating because you're tired. You're eating because you're not thinking clearly. So that same exact piece of cake on the counter could have been there the entire day, but you were good, you were, you were alert, you were awake, you were fine, you were focused, not tempting. All of a sudden, 11 o'clock at night when you're cleaning up the kitchen and your defenses are down and you're exhausted, that cake becomes your emotional eating go-to. 
So leave the kitchen whenever possible. I always tell people if it's a matter of cleaning it up, either clean it up right after dinner when you're still full and, you know, on the go versus tired. And if not, then just wake up early. Do it before everyone wakes up so they don't get upset at you that the kitchen is not clean if that's the case. Another thing is whatever could be done in the morning versus the night, do that. For example, for myself, I write articles and I do other, you know, office work, paperwork to run my business. I always, always tell myself that if I feel like this is going to affect my night eating, if I'm going to push myself and force myself to stay up later than I should and be exhausted and turn to food, I'll just set my alarm for 5 a.m., have a good strong coffee and do it in the morning. Okay. And yes, I used to be a night person. So you could train yourself. So if it can't get done by a certain hour, whatever it is, whether it's um, college or work or cleaning or cooking, just rather do it in the morning. Another one is stressful phone calls. We all have phone calls that are more stressful than others. I had a client that was taking a parenting class on the phone. And it was very stressful for her because it brought out a lot of childhood trauma from what they were teaching her. And it was also reminding her of all the things she should be doing as a parent and not doing. And she found herself just every time she was on that class, on the phone with that class, she was roaming around her kitchen and just like nibbling on this and nibbling on that. So we made a plan that she'll go into her car or into her bedroom for the duration of the phone call because it was stressful. And she stopped emotional eating during that phone call. Homework. So homework is also stressful, right? I mean, I think it is and my kids think it is and most mothers think it is. So if there is some in some houses, it's not an option. But if there is an option not to do it in the kitchen, it's better for everyone because we work with kids, too. And they tell me that when they're doing homework, they're very stressed out. And if it's in the kitchen, they end up snacking on things they shouldn't. So maybe there is a family room. Maybe there is a study. Maybe there is a, an office um, something, maybe you have a library in your house or a small study off to the corner, something, try to avoid doing it in the kitchen. Another one is big bags. You know what I'm talking about? Like those Costco big bags of nuts and big bags of granola. They're very dangerous. Yes, it costs more money to buy small packaging, but it's worth it because you're less likely to overeat. Now, if you are nursing a baby and you very often have to go downstairs to take out a formula or warm it up or warm up a bottle or if you get thirsty at night or your kids get thirsty and you constantly go down very often to get a drink I suggest keeping a small keeping a small refrigerator upstairs near the bedrooms will save you that trip downstairs which will prevent nighttime eating when you're not thinking clearly or when you just can't fall asleep and you're downstairs anyway now moving on to another tip exercise not because it will make you lose weight i'm always the first one to say that it will not make you lose weight but because it releases a hormone called endorphins endorphins are the feel-good hormone and when you feel good you are less likely to emotionally eat because you're going to get your stress out in a good way so people always ask me so why do you exercise every day meaning me i love working out if it's not for weight loss and if you're eating healthy anyway so the reason is is because you know, as much as I love my job and my business, there is stress and my kids could also be stressful as good as they are, thank God. So exercise gives me that um, stress relief before I get stressed even. So it's a great way to release endorphins. Um, when it comes to sugar, so on my plan, sugar or anything sugary, anything junky, whether it's artificial sugar, real sugar, anything that can make you crave sugar, 
that falls into the category of treat and I put that at night versus during the day. So people always get surprised, like, isn't it better to eat it during the day, if any? So I always say that the reason I put it at night is because sugar really makes you crave sugar. And if you have it earlier, whether you're sensitive to artificial sugar and you start craving or real sugar, if you have it earlier, you're just going to crave it through the day and through the night. And it's not um, it's not beneficial for you to do that. So rather have it as the very last thing like this. Psychologically, you know that you're having a treat and you may or may not need it, but you know that it's there. Um, and then you won't crave it throughout the night now or the day. The other suggestion I have is called the what else list, meaning do this before you get stressed, before you get emotional, before everyone comes home and you start getting overwhelmed. Make a what else list of what else can I do when I'm feeling emotional or when I'm feeling stressed or when I'm angry that is not food related. So some examples, and again, this is very individual, so everyone has to make a list that works for them. But some examples of what works for my clients, um, you could ha- do, you could write down, take a bath, take a walk, call a friend, write in my journal, even online shopping. But just have that list ready, memorized, maybe even hanging, and try to turn to at least one to two things before resorting to food. Now, I left my favorite one for last, and I'll tell you why it's my favorite in a second. It's called the delay method. So remember I told you we're going to go back to the toddler. So here we're going back to the toddler. So the toddler really wants a toy, a specific toy that you don't want him to have for whatever reason. If you say no, the tantrum is going to get worse. If you say yes, that's bad parenting because you're just giving in to whatever he wants. So what's the alternative? You tell him, okay, soon, soon. So you know what? Let's go call grandma, FaceTime, and then after that we'll have the toy. Or let's go um, see if your favorite show is playing, and then after that if you still want it, then we'll have the toy. Like just keep delaying him and he will probably forget about it, right? So because we need to parent ourselves at this point, now that we're adults, we kind of have to use the delay method on ourselves. And we have to tell ourselves that if we want something, it's not a no, because then we'll just feel more deprived and want it even more. It's not a yes, because then we're just giving in and we're sabotaging our efforts, but it's soon. So how would this play out in real life? So let's say you really want a piece of cake that's on the counter. So you don't tell yourself no, you don't tell yourself yes. You tell yourself, you know, let me go make those three phone calls I need to make. And then if I still want it, I'm going to have it. Or um, let me finish grading 10 report cards for PTA. And then if I still want it, I'm going to have it. So the reason I say that this is my favorite is because out of all the tips that I've ever posted in all these years, this one got the most feedback. It keeps getting feedback, meaning... I keep hearing from people how they use this delay method. People that are not even my clients, just people that read about it on my page. So it's my favorite because I guess it really works. People have been using it and they're saying that it was very, very helpful to them. So try that. Um, The next thing that specifically women have, and I didn't even mention it so much in the introduction, a specific issue that we have is society and the pressure of society. So women are really expected to, or at least we think we're expected to, have it all meaning we're supposed to look great be great work and run a household um, have babies yet look amazing you know cook a lot of food yet keep a clean kitchen have guests present everything beautifully not be tired always be in a good mood you know women have a lot more expectations than men meaning if a man is moody or tired it's a lot more acceptable than a woman being moody or tired if a man gets a beer belly but is successful in business and respected in his shul then great, a woman with a beer belly respected in her shul is not exactly, you know, the same as a man. 
So we definitely have a lot more pressure than men when it comes to this. And what does pressure lead to? Pressure leads to either working very hard on this or, again, more emotional eating. We also have a lot of unrealistic photos. So it used to be just in magazines. But now, even if you have a social media account and you're watching bloggers, Jewish women like yourself, not even models, not Victoria's Secret models, not any models, just women, female bloggers that seem to have it all like um you know they have kids but yet they look amazing they're always fashionable they're always put together they're posting their guests they're posting their beautiful china they're posting their perfect you know bodies and wigs and makeup so that's also pressure so you don't even have to have guyish magazines in your house to feel the pressure from um social media so i'm just gonna say this and i may get a little bit hated for it but i'm just gonna say it anyway that i can personally attest to the fact that what you see on social media is not at all what it really is. Um, I've met a lot of social media, so to speak, stars in person, and not everything is as it's portrayed. And even me who tries to keep it as real as possible, I'm not going to lie, I've edited some pictures when I thought I didn't look good. Um, And sometimes, let's say my kids really don't want to be in a video, but I think they're saying something really cute about food and I'll force them. And there's a whole background of a fight, but you don't see that. You just see my cute kid saying something about food and it seems like I just have it all. So definitely don't look to social media as your be all end all because literally the grass is always greener on the other side. And what you see is not what you get. Um... Now, the last topic that is specifically um, specific to women is just different medical things and physical things that we have that men don't. So the most obvious one is our monthly visitor, the period. So if any men are listening to this right now, this is a good time to disconnect because you don't want to hear this and you might know this if you have a wife, but we get very, very grouchy when we're getting it. Um, I also call it the food monster comes out and we don't know what we want. Do we want sweet? Do we want salty? Maybe we want both. How about a chocolate-covered pretzel? Then I get my sweet and my salty. And it's a very hard monster to control. So we get moody. We get bloated. We get cravings. Um, We also go up on the scale. So if you're checking the scale too often or if you don't know that you go up before your period, during your period, you may get discouraged. Um, Another thing that's specific to women when it comes to uh, medical and health is infertility. So I have several clients who are going through infertility treatments and that comes with different medications and different treatments that cause weight gain and bloat. And people will literally ask them like, oh, hey, you're pregnant or did you put on some weight? And meanwhile, they're thinking like, "Um, actually, I'm on infertility medication. So, you know, that also causes stress and it's not even something that you could tell the world. Um, Another thing is birth control. So most doctors will tell you that birth control does not cause weight gain and it's true that for some it doesn't but for many people it does and it's it's not like people always ask me which pill does and which pill doesn't it doesn't work that way two people could be on the same pill one will gain one won't so it's always good to ask your doctor and see what works for you and what doesn't work for you another challenge is nursing Uh, There is a common misconception that because nursing burns calories, when you're nursing, you just, you know, lose, lose, lose and burn so many calories and just lose weight. But that is not true. Um, Not for many people, at least. Nursing definitely changes your hormones um, and affects you very much. You may be hungrier because you're always nursing. You're also exhausted because you're waking up for the baby to feed the baby. Um, And it definitely changes your hormones. And some people do not lose when they're nursing. 
Um, which doesn't mean you can't, but that's a whole other discussion. Uh, pregnancy. Obviously, men don't go through this. Pregnancy also changes everything. Um, you know, obviously, we could have cravings, weight gain, hormonal changes, body changes, our body expanding. So that's another one. And then let's not forget depression medication and anxiety medication. Now, do men not take depression medication and anxiety medication? Of course they do. But because men are less likely to ask for help or even admit that there's an issue, they're probably less likely to seek help when they're feeling depressed or anxious, whereas we are in tune with our feelings um, and in tune with what's going on. And we're more likely, not more likely, we are, they're not likely, they can't, but we could have postpartum depression and take medication you know, for that, that also affects very much weight gain and losing weight, um, the rate at which you lose. So to sum it up, if you didn't already know, a woman is complicated, right? I always say like as complicated as we are emotionally, we're also complicated physically. So we are just complicated beings and we have definite challenges that men don't have. So just to uh, sum it up, we spoke about being super busy. We spoke about being selfless. We spoke about emotional eating. We spoke about society and pressure. We spoke about the medical issues. So what was the point of this? It's not to say that, okay, I have all these issues and therefore I will not be healthy or not eat healthy or um, not lose the weight I want to lose. No, not at all. It's simply to validate you. Yes, you definitely have challenges that men don't, but you can do it despite those challenges. So I gave you some tips. Um, feel free to follow me. Uh, my Instagram name is Nutrition by Tanya. And you can also sign up on the website, nutritionbytanya.com. We send out weekly tips, newsletters, recipes, um, different supermarket finds. And I'm always giving suggestions and practical tips. I like practical best, so I usually only stick to practical tips, not you know fluffy ones or would be nice, but no. Um, and if there's anything that you'd like for me to cover in the future, definitely let me know. Either message me on Instagram or email me, tanya at nutritionbytanya.com. So I hope you found this talk helpful and I would love to hear your feedback.